one piece of recruiting advice I got was to, um, you know, go to a school where you can, can see yourself, um, you know, whether you were get, to get injured or, or not be on the team or anything mm. like go to a school where you would um, just be happy being a, a normal student there. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon. This is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie on this show. My job is really just talk to all the goalies we can. Find out what makes them so great. What are some tips that they can share? What are some mindsets that they have? Some stories they can tell us of how they've gotten to where they've gotten in their lacrosse goalie career. And hopefully with each episode, you can learn a thing or two that you can incorporate into your own lacrosse goalie game. I know I certainly do. I take tons of notes as I go through these conversations with these awesome goalies. My guest on the show this week is Penn goalie Emmett Carroll, midseason All-American as well. I talked to him right after he made this beautiful walk-off save against Yale with about four seconds left on the clock to preserve a one-goal win for Penn. Big goalie, six foot three, over 200 pounds from Rye, New York, a junior at Penn. Awesome, awesome young man. Please enjoy my conversation with Penn goalie Emmett Carroll. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own, Lax Goalie Rat Academy. If you're looking to level up your youth's lacrosse goalie game with the best coaches in this sport, the best training tools, and the best goalie community, that's what the Lax Goalie Rat Academy is all about. It's virtual training tools. It's going to give your young goalie the confidence to be great so they can go out there, play well, and make you that proud goalie mom or proud goalie dad. There's over 130 hours of content on different areas like drills, techniques, the mental game, lacrosse IQ, offense, defense, how to how to play uh, one-on-one defense. There are stringing tutorials, and there's even sessions on how to coach goalies along with physical training. Everything you need to level up your youth lacrosse goalie game from the best coaches out there, PLL, Athletes Unlimited Coaches, myself, Coach Damon Wilson. Put a ton of effort into this academy. I think it's an amazing training resource. You can join for just 40 bucks a month, Netflix models. You come in, 40 bucks for your first month. Stay as long as you want. Cancel any time. We also do live coaching sessions, or I should say I do live coaching sessions about once a month. So you can join those, ask me questions, or really just connect with any number of lacrosse goalie moms, dads, or youth goalies out there. To join, go to laxgoalierat.com slash camp, C-A-M-P, laxgoalierat.com slash C-A-M-P, camp, and you can get started for just 40 bucks for your very first month. laxgoalierat.com slash camp. Hope to see you there. Take care. Pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Penn's starting goalie, Emmett Carroll. Emmett, welcome to the show. Sir, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to be here. Let's go. Let's go. I always like to hear the story of uh, the first time you jumped into goal. You remember that? Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't know if I necessarily remember the first time, but, uh, but, you know, I definitely know why I wanted to get in goal. I think, uh, you know, it's naturally, I was inclined to the goalie position. I was, um, you know, playing like street hockey with my friends and my brother, I would always hop in goal and, uh, want to play like catcher and baseball, all that stuff. So, um, you know, naturally when I started playing lacrosse, I, uh, started out as a, as a midi and, you know, played there until about like sixth grade and then would just kind of play half a goalie um and then you know made the made the transition full time so don't necessarily remember the the first time I I hopped in but uh you know definitely uh definitely a cool journey so you always liked you always liked the projectiles coming at you in whatever sport it was in roller in the hockey or the catcher lacrosse yeah for uh for some reason I don't think my 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 parents could never really understand it but you know yeah couldn't, couldn't really tell you why but just how it is was it like a natural affinity where like a lot of goalies when they jump in, myself included, like the very first time, you know, I mean, you're kind of scared crapless, right? <laughs> like you got yeah. the, you got this rubber thing coming at you. Some goalies don't have that though. What, you know, where do you fall on that, on that whole thing? Uh, I'd say, I'd say maybe in the middle. Like, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's possible to, to not be like a, at least a little bit scared of the ball when you hop in there. Like cross goal is the one you know, I, I talked about how I played hockey goalie a little bit and like that, you have so much padding, um, you know, it yeah. still hurts a little bit. But lacrosse goalie is the one where you, you know, don't really all that have all that much padding. So uh, um, say like somewhere in the middle where I still, you know, wasn't wasn't too afraid of it that I didn't want to play. But, uh, you know, it was definitely definitely something I had to adjust to. Yeah. And so you're growing up in New York. I imagine there's like a lot of lacrosse around. Um, mm-hmm. How'd you go about? then like, all right, I'm going to be the goalie. I, I switch from midi to goalie, make it a little more serious. Mm-hmm. How'd you go about then learning how to make saves on a more consistent basis? Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, you know, lucky enough to have, um, you know, some pretty good, great coaches growing up. Um, I played for, you know, obviously from Ryan, New York, um, you know, every, every youth coach I had and like Tom McLean, um, you know, a lot of guys that, uh, that really helped me out. And, uh, and I went up, to, I think, um, you know, the, the point in my career where I really started to, you know, figure out the goalie position was, was when I started playing for uh, my club team, which is uh, Westchester Predators Lacrosse Club, and um, started working with one of my coaches, Ryan Penner. Um, he was a, he was like a three or four year starter at Maris, like, you know, captain there, just, you know, awesome guy and, uh, you know, really took me under his wing. So um, I think working with him and and the rest of the the guys at Preds, um, you know, really helped me out. Um, and I think, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of coaches that really, they really know the goalie position well. And I think they really care about the specialist positions as a whole. Um, Mm. so them like setting aside time to, um, to have sessions where coaches just like work with goalies. Then I was able to really, um, kind of refine my craft a little bit. Um, so I'd say that's, um, you know, where I started to, to learn how to save the ball, so to speak. Yeah. That's so important that clubs team, club teams do that. I, I put mm-hmm. out a, a survey on like an Instagram poll or whatever. And like, just asking if, if club teams had like a goalie coach and like half mm-hmm. did and half didn't, which is great. Probably like five years ago, that would have been way like, you know, 75% didn't and 25% yeah, exactly. did. So, but still, I, I think it's super important that goalies get that specialty work along with face-off mm-hmm. guys, along with, you know, those specialty positions. And mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, with the videos that are out there, the stuff I put out, the stuff all these mm-hmm. goalie accounts put out, like there's really no excuse not to have like a quote unquote goalie coach. Cause you could, yeah, exactly. learn, you could learn enough to be effective. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And like each, 
obviously there's only so many coaches you can have within a you know club program because nowadays they they start them so young that you know each each team probably has like two coaches but even if you have someone that's just like part of the the club program as a whole that's like a you know overarching specialty coach i think mm. that's really helpful um yeah. you know i was lucky i was lucky enough to the past few summers even like um go back and coach for preds and you know i wasn't the coach of a specific team or anything but i would work with myself and uh charlie cipriano and and max edelman who are two um you know two pretty uh two pretty good goalies themselves um, we were able to to coach up some of the younger guys yeah, shout out Charlie Cipriano. Uh yeah, legend. Legend, right? New York legend. Uh played yeah. in, played in the MLL a lot of years, played in the PLL, I think for one, mm-hmm. maybe two seasons. I think it was uh, two, yeah. Two, yeah. And podcast guest number four on the Lax oh, Goalie Rap podcast. <laughs> yeah. So That's he got awesome. in. He got in early. He got yeah, in early. He was yeah, he's uh <laughs> he's an awesome guy. And I I think I started working with him and like eighth or ninth grade um getting coached up a little bit so yeah he's a he's a great guy can't uh, can't say enough good things about him yeah when you go back and coach those young kids what what does a session look like for you like how um are there specific things that like you want to make sure you're teaching them is it like mm-hmm. i just want to analyze their game and see where i can help how do you structure those yeah so i, I guess in the beginning of the summer it's you know kind of analyzing their game getting feedback from them on like things that goals they have for the summer and um, things that they want to work on. And then I'd say each session um, can kind of see it as like, like building up. So in the start, you'll do, you know, simple things like ball toss or um, a lot of drills where you're just getting your feet going and then we'll gradually build to like getting shot or, you know, taking shots with a player stick or, and then um, doing some of those like upside down drills with the butt end where you're kind of just focusing on your hand oh, to eye yeah. Um, yeah. and then gradually just focusing up or sorry, gradually building up to, uh, to just seeing them take shots. And, um, you know, that's obviously, I think the most important part as a goalie, especially as you get older, is just seeing enough shots that, you know, where you feel comfortable and you can kind of narrow in on your weaknesses. Um, so I think we try to, you know, myself, Charlie, Max, we'd all try to build that into the, uh, into those sessions with Preds, um, you know, hope, hope it helped. And, uh, yeah. Sure it did. I'm sure it did. (laughs) Any coaching they can get from, you know, guys in college. I mean, I know like Mm -hmm. when I was that age, just like college athletes, you know, but like, I, I, I love watching them play and like, you really, Mm -hmm. you know, they come back and and help you out. It really means a lot to them. So Mm -hmm. those youth. So that's good. Definitely. Um, yeah, I love that butt end drill. One thing I learned from Kyle Burnlor is he cut like he took a tennis ball and like took an exacto knife and just like cut out like a little thing and then put that on top. And it's just mm-hmm. like of of the butt end, right? And it's this little added like visual thing, like bright green yeah. tennis ball on top. So mm-hmm. um I like it's, it. it's a cool drill. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. that and the uh the the tennis racket drill too, where you're kind of just oh, yeah. you know tossing it up and hitting at them like where you can't really read the release or anything. You just got to react. I think um, those are two, two pretty good drills. Yeah. We were talking about that one last week in one of the sessions from the, from the Goldie summit. Cause someone was asking mm-hmm. like, what, what are drills I can do to improve my reaction time? And that was one of the ones that they mentioned. Cause when it comes off that tennis racket, you're right. It's not like a lacrosse shot where you can kind of like read mm-hmm. it or like a baseball pitcher where you can kind of like see his motion. I know exactly when the ball is going to be released. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a pitching machine and which it just comes out of nowhere. And you're yeah. Like, Whoa. But anyway, yeah. great, great drill. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. How do you describe uh, your style? 
uh, big dude, right? Big dude. Mm-hmm. And have you always been that big? And like, talk to me about kind of how your style uh, started and kind of how, where, where it's ended up now. Yeah, I think, um, I think I started more, more like fundamental than I am now. Um, you know, obviously when you're starting your, you can't really use your, your size to your advantage necessarily. Um, you know, cause I wasn't, you know, I, I think I'm a, a big kid, but was never like towering over anybody. So, um, definitely tra- started as more fundamental and just, you know, always trying to step to the ball and, and using my hand eye, um, you know, to my advantage. And then I think as I've gotten older, I've kind of adopted a more unique style. I think I have a pretty wide base. Um, and I don't necessarily, um, you know, try to, I, I don't really think of it as like a science or anything. I'll, um, kind of sometimes like jump out to shooters or, um, kind of bounce around the net a little bit. So I think, mm. um, I think I'm, I've gotten less fundamental as I've, as I've gone on and kind of just tried to, uh, try to rely on my hands and, um, my explosion a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. And I know we're going to, you know, look at some, some saves later. So maybe I can, um, dive into, uh, you know, my stance a little bit when we get there too. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. What, um, speaking of that wide base, you know, I think that uh, let's talk about the wide base stance because I get a lot of questions mm-hmm. from it, uh, especially from like the older generation who like, you know, the older generation, it was like shoulder width apart, like shoulder width yeah, apart. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the way you did it. Too. Right, exactly. And then, you know, now I I personally feel that that is too narrow. Even like mm-hmm. shoulder width, like you stand shoulder width. Like if you're going to get technical with it, like literally your your feet are shoulder width apart it's too mm-hmm. narrow. And I, even yeah. me as a shorter goalie, like I'm like outside, just slightly outside of the shoulders and I feel more athletic, but what is that? You're mm-hmm. really wide, right? What, what does that do mm-hmm. for you? Um, well, I think it in the shooter's mind, you're kind of taking up more space. Um, I think a lot of it at the college level is that they're, you know, you want to make them, you know, if they're going to beat you, like make them beat you in corners and in spots where like, you know, only they can put it. So um, I think it kind of, you just like take up more space. And then I also think I just feel a little bit more grounded. Like I've always had, um, you know, pretty long legs and like there's more of a shorter torso. So I think that's just like naturally where I stand. Um, but then I also think it kind of, kind of helps me be a little bit more explosive because I can do, I can go in that, in that wide base and then sink in more naturally, like stay a little bit lower to the ground um, and kind of just build up um, some explosion. And then, you know, ultimately when the shot comes, I think um, that's what helps me, you know, drive to the ball. And uh, and I think, like I said, I'm not necessarily the most fundamental guy. Um, So if I'm going to, you know, flop to saves or or go down to the ground, I think that um, that also kind of plays into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the critic, of, uh, the criticism of those older goalies and goalie coaches is like, well, you're just not, you're not explosive. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, listen, like, it's very, it's very different if you're like 6'3 and you're doing it and you're like, it looks a lot wider than like, mm-hmm. um, you're still explosive. That's kind of what I'm trying to get, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's no... I also don't think um, like the the narrow stance is a bad thing. I think you you still are more explosive. I just think for me personally, that's just kind of naturally how I fit into my stance, um, especially as I got a little bit taller. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, there's there's like one of the like core theories of this show is there's like a lot of ways to play goalie and like no mm-hmm. one way is the right way. So you got to find what works for you. And especially yeah, exactly. I think in the wide base, like it does lower your like center of gravity, so you do have mm-hmm. to have uh, some height. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And 
it's, and then you have to make sure you're oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead oh, i was just gonna say like if you're gonna sink low like that you just got to make sure you're not necessarily like dipping too early on shooters because you do like if you're gonna have a wide base and like a lower stance that means you have to really explode up to the higher shots yeah um yeah it anyway and what about five hole though because it does like one of the, mm -hmm. the again one of the criticisms of the well the five hole is so open and i've got a i've got a theory but i, I want to hear kind of you know what's what's your take on them five hole shots then yeah, I think it's it's definitely one disadvantage of it. And it's, I guess, like if you were to to take a picture of a goalie in a wide stance, that's probably the the most open spot. Um, so I'd say um, you kind of just got to do a good job. Not like, um, you know, I think it's that like that top hand drive down to the ball where you're like, you're like, kind of like coming in with your legs and like really exploding and just kind of covering it up. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, it's, you know, it's tough, but I think one thing I learned my my freshman year from, uh, um, you know, I, when uh, when Pat Birkenshaw was on here, I know he shouted out um, one of our coach Dave, one of our coaches Dave Page, and uh, so he taught me this as well that like um, covering up the five hole, it's still one of those things where like you know it's not necessarily going to either side, but you still have to take like a step forward. Um, so like whether you're stepping forward with your with your right or left leg um it doesn't really matter but uh, you still have to explode to those uh to those five hole shots and i think that's that kind of really helped me because um a lot of times you know with that wide base if guys would shoot five hole i kind of get back on my heels a little bit and fall back and then you mm. you know can't really control your hands as well but i think if you're um regardless of what foot it is if you're driving either left foot or right foot forward then you can kind of cover it up a little better um and if you need to go down you can but that keeps your hand act keeps your hands active yeah, a lot there, a lot there. And, and so, yeah, uh, had Pat Birkinshaw on, um, who played, he started right before you did, yeah? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And, uh, co of course, Coach Dave Page, um, who no longer coaches there, but did coach did coach at Penn, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so he was there when I was being recruited and then left after my freshman year. Got it. Um, so on those five-hole saves, then, is your, I guess it kind of depends. That's that's the thing. Is but is your technique yeah. like do you drop a knee? Do you drop both knees? Do you just drop your butt down? Or like how do you mm -hmm. technique-wise, how do you do that? If I'd it's like straight in the middle, straight middle five hole. Mm -hmm. I think it's I probably drop one knee. Um I, yeah, I think dropping if you're gonna drop two knees, then um like you got to be really sure that it's going like directly five hole because then um it kind of takes away any other movements that you can make so i'd say yeah. uh, dropping one knee is probably the way i go got it yeah my theory was like if they're gonna you as the cross goalies it's not like ice hockey goalies or even box goalies for that matter where we occupy like 90 they occupy 99 percent mm -hmm. of the goal right and like the offense mm -hmm. kind of has to like move the goalie to open up a space to hit um if, mm -hmm. if that makes sense goalies yeah. like even you at you know whatever six three or six four you stand in front of the goal, you're occupying what, like 60% of the goal, like max, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of area to shoot. And so it's like, what do you want to give up? Right. If I'm if I'm in a narrower base, I'm giving up outside uh of my knees, outside of my shins. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a harder save to make than five hole, personally, because you got to yeah. step, you got to get there. It's more movement. Yeah, I agree. So that's that's a benefit of the wide base. But like I said, I can't, mm -hmm. I never played that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, awesome. Well, cool. Um, uh, talk to me though. 
No, because you didn't you didn't work with Dave Page. He recruited you, and then and then he's like, "That's it, I'm out, huh?" <laughs> well, <laughs> I think he had a so he was there my freshman year, which was a weird um, COVID year. Like we, my freshman year was the the 2021 season, and none of the Ivy teams played, but all of us were still on campus and we were practicing. Um, you know, still practicing every day like it was a season. So we were able, like. Um, you know, we were really us, myself and the other goalies were, were able to work pretty closely with Coach Page. Um, mm. And so I think that's um, I know Pat mentioned this, too. He thinks that's you know where he's kind of where he developed most is with um, with Coach Page. And I think I would agree You know, in that in that spring. Um, just being able to have a hands on goalie coach, especially as you adjust to the college level. I think that was um, definitely really important for me. Um, and then he's just you know, such an awesome guy, too. I think he yeah, um, you know, he didn't. Didn't necessarily just just dip. He had a, a pretty cool opportunity over at the the Hill School um, in PA. So um, pretty pretty happy for him, and uh, he he stays in touch with us and is you know, a huge Penlax fan. So it's pretty awesome to see. Awesome, yeah. As am I. He's presented at the Goalie Summit twice. He's just nice. uh, great, great goalie mind, um, mm-hmm. great lacrosse mind. So he's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question about that 2021 season. Um, Got to be difficult, right? Got to be difficult. Mm-hmm. You guys are practicing. You're seeing all this lacrosse going on and you can't participate. How did you like keep the same level of intensity in your practices when it's like, what are we practicing for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was no doubt. That was um, one of the, one of the toughest things we've ever had to go through. Um, And especially being, being a freshman, like you don't, don't really know um, what's going on because that like is, that was kind of the normal for us. Like in the fall, we were, we were driving 40 minutes out to to Radnor to practice, you know, just do captain's practices. Um, and then in the fall, when we were finally able to to actually practice with the coaches, we were in in actual season. So it was really tough. But um, I think the um, the motivation came from our seniors. Um, they were in a really tough spot because they had had the previous season canceled and then um, that season canceled as well. So their junior season junior and senior seasons were canceled, um, but they still kept us going because, um, you know, we always talk about wanting to leave the program better than you found it. Um, and, you know, they didn't want to see the progress that we had made um, in 2019. You know, 2019 was a, an amazing season for Penn um, and they didn't want to see all that progress, you know, go backwards. Um, so they, you know, we worked with the, uh, with the goal in mind of winning the, the 2022 national championship, um, you know, which, which didn't ha- didn't end up happening, but um, I think the the success we had last year was kind of a testament to those seniors and uh, um, you know how they they never quit on the the program even in the scenario they were in. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great yeah. motivation, right? Do it for others. Do it for these guys. It's their last season, mm-hmm. um, and bummer for them. You know, yeah. I mean, but it is what it is, and this is the situation mm-hmm. we're in. And you know what we can do to honor them and respect them is try yeah. our best and and go as hard as we can in practice, right? Mm-hmm. exactly yeah. um and then yeah Penn doesn't do like you can't do like a grad you can't have a grad year and play right mm-hmm. no you can't but right. um we do have we we've had some guys come back that have uh um like this year we have Piper Bond Sam Hanley Dylan Gergar and BJ Farrar um all came back because they didn't didn't graduate last year um and then ended up leaving a couple credits for for their you know fifth year so right um, right still uh you know, I think, Smart. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I think you, you see like Yale and some other programs have been some other Ivy programs have been doing it too. So um I think it's a uh, pretty cool where you know guys will will want to 
even do that just because they don't want to necessarily go to another program and, and right. you know want to stay at Penn. Right. That's cool. What and, was it about Penn for you as you're going through the recruiting process? Um, and talk to me a little bit about your recruiting process too. Like, you know, what was it specifically about Penn that that drew you to that program? I think um it was you know without a doubt the culture. Um, like the second you kind of step foot in the locker room, even as a recruit, you're like um, you have, you know, so many guys coming up to you, just like good, you know, amazing down to earth guys. Um, they like, want to see you want to see you succeed. And, um, I think that's, uh, you know, that's what I, what I loved about it. And I was, uh, um, so one of my, one of my coaches growing up, um, Robbie Santangelo, his son played, his son, Chris Santangelo played at Penn. He was a face-off guy who graduated in 2018, which was you know, the year that I started getting recruited. Um, so having, uh, having him in my corner and being able to, you know, kind of pick his brain about his process was really helpful. Um, so that was uh, kind of what drew me to Penn and, uh, you know, best decision I've ever made. Can, uh, you know, no regrets whatsoever. It's awesome. What kind of, when you talk about picking his brain, what kind of things like would you ask and what kind of things would he say? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just wanted to get, get a better idea of like what the, what the culture is and kind of what like the, the daily life of a, a pound lacrosse player is just, you know, it, if you're yeah. going to be doing it for four years, you want to make sure that it's like a, a structure that you really like. Um, so that was important. And then one piece of recruiting advice I got was to, um, you know, go to a school where you can, can see yourself, um, you know, whether you were get, to get injured or, or not be on the team or anything mm-hmm. like go to a school where you would um, just be happy being a, a normal student there. Um, and, you know, the way he talked about, um, the social life and uh, just like the the life as a whole at Penn was a uh, you know definitely stood out, and then I I saw it on my official visit as well. So, um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Nice. Some people call it U Penn. Do you do you just call it Penn? What, what's what's the what's the common uh, saying over there? Yeah, I, we just I, I call it Penn. I think um, okay. most guys on our team do, but I think I think U Penn's perfectly fine as well. I don't think anyone would like get offended <laughs> by uh, one or the other. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I went to Cal, right? And and yeah. like there's so many different names for Cal because officially it's like the University of California, Berkeley. And so some people just mm-hmm. call it Berkeley. Like when we play when we play uh, sports, they put California. But like really? no, <laughs> but like rarely do we say like oh, I went to California. Yeah. I usually say Cal because of the kind of like mm-hmm. the script Cal. Anyway, a lot of different names, but they're all yeah. good. They're all good. Yeah, of course. It's good. Sport. Um <laughs> Very cool. So um, it's the pen of the West Coast, right? Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, growing up, you know, were there some college guys or some pros uh, that you kind of watched and and learned from? Maybe Cipriano. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Charlie Sip. Um, and then, so I was always a, uh, um, you know, kind of just like loved watching college goalies growing up and just watching it from their perspective. My favorite goalie was actually uh, Nico Amato. Um, so kind of like a, a Maryland reg- legend. And it's pretty, pretty ironic because our defensive coordinator is uh, Casey Aketa, who you know was a defenseman for him for a couple of years at Maryland. Um, so, you know, I just tell him that was a, uh, that was my favorite goalie. So pretty funny, but yeah, I'd say uh, he was my, my favorite goalie growing up. That's cool. What was it about his game that he liked so much? He's a smaller dude. He's like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I liked how you know even if he was small, he he really used his body well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in tight on like lower angles, he would do a great job. Um, you know, something that I do now, he would do a great job, like kind of getting his chest up to the ball um, and just kind of you know, taking up as much space as possible. Um, and yeah, so I thought uh, 
you know, I always kind of liked his game, um, especially even as a smaller guy, he was, uh, he was always you know, taking up a lot of space and and did a really good job. You know, obviously had an amazing career at Maryland. So. Yeah, that's awesome. When you get to Penn, you know, obviously the speed of the game is a lot faster. You got uh, dudes like Sam Hanley, who's like, I don't know what he is, seven foot tall, ripping, ripping, <laughs> ripping bombs at you, right? Um, yeah. I mean, a part of the speed of the game, was there anything else that you learned there where you're like, man, I wish I, you know, I wish I learned this, wish I learned this a little bit earlier, a lesson? Um, no, I, I don't think um, necessarily. I think maybe one thing is that like, when you get to college, um, like your, your form can kind of, can kind of sometimes go out the window. Like at, at certain points, it's just like, um, get, like you said, you know, there's guys like Sam and, and guys like Cam Rubin on our team who just shoot the ball so hard that like, you got to rely on your natural instincts a little bit more, um, than like technique itself. So I think, um, like the more you can, um, be comfortable in your, in your technique is, is great and will will get you get you very far, especially get you you to college. Um, but I think um, just knowing that you're gonna have to gonna have to rely on your natural natural instincts is one thing I uh, you know wish I would have learned. Mm, yeah, awesome, um, very cool. Uh, I got some saves. Can we can we look at some saves? Talk through them. Yeah, of course. All right, let's do it. Let me uh, let me bring up this video here. By the way, do you know? Um, I mean, I imagine you play these guys the other goalies so often are you how well mm -hmm. do you know like the other goalies on the on the other ivy league teams jared pocket for example yeah um i don't know um jared personally obviously he's a really great goalie at a, a great game against us um i'd know um connor terrio pretty well um at brown just from playing um we like we would always play against fighting clams growing up for some reason like it mm. seemed like a like a once a weekend thing so got to know him well there um and then have kind of stayed in touch so um probably reach out to him at at one point this week just to uh let him know we're uh you know still friends but uh you know we're obviously playing brown this week so um, yeah so it'd be, be funny going up against them love it that's awesome all right yeah. um let me find the first save right here Lawrenceville lacrosse games. Yale's got some reinforcements coming quickly next year. As Emmett Carroll makes that save, a flag is down. And we got the high def version coming up here. Nice. One of the things that, you know, as I, as I kind of watch you play, like you've got that every time that you, uh, you know, reposition yourself on the arc, you like jump into the stance, yeah. right? Like a little hop, really reset the weight. Can you talk to me about mm -hmm. that technique where you learned it and what it does for you? Yeah, well, I think it, um, like you said, it kind of resets your weight. And that's, um, I think I've, it's just kind of come natural for me where like I will kind of jump out to it. And then if it's a, like a quick shot or you know, some guy's getting off on a quick release, then I feel like I can really, really explode to it. And, you know, once I, like once I hop to that next spot, then I'm set and ready to go. Um, so I think it kind of looks a little funky, but uh, but it, I think it kind of works for me and it feels natural. Yeah. And this one too, like you even, you even kind of come up a little bit. And I think that's kind yeah. of what, what you were talking about uh, at the beginning where, you know, it's kind of a feeling thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, all right, this guy's going to shoot. I, it feels like the right time to come up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I even thought number 44 was going to shoot there and he was low angle. So that's why I came out a little bit. Um, that obviously ends up, ends up passing it over. So. Yeah. And this is like really good. Um, drill for goalies is like you know being able to move and get over there right because he ends up shooting far pipe like mm -hmm. you're on this pipe he shoots it to this pipe 
And at this point, like he's so close. I mean, you're essentially reading the body language, right? Cause you're going mm-hmm. to that far pipe, like right there before he even mm-hmm. releases it. I think that's the only way you make that save. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, obviously he's getting kind of getting pushed into me, but anytime on like a, a cross crease feed or something like that, you kind of expect it, expect the guy to put it where it's going to be hardest for you to get. And, you know, in this case, it's, it's far pipe. So sliding over there, um, you know, I'm kind of happy, happy to make this one, especially uh, first one of my the first couple shots I saw this game. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all, that's also important. And just to finish up on this, yeah, I mean, like, and he's turning his shoulders to like point right in that far pipe. Yeah, that's, that's like something that you know, as a youth, you can really read those those shooters mm-hmm. and goalies. Um, sorry, shooters at the college level can get a, and pro level can get a little more deceptive, but I think it's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a hard shot, and so I don't think a lot of youth can be very deceptive with the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guys we go against, um, well, the guys I go up against in practice every day and then obviously go up against in the game, just like, I think they do such a got such a good job, like with their body language before they shoot, whether it's just like kind of trying to get you to dip or, um, you know, making them think or making you think that, that they're going when they're where they're really not. So I think, uh, um, yeah, just a quick, quick shout out to the shooters there, even though, uh, you know, not the, uh, not the the most fun when they when they get you to dip and then bring it back high, but uh, but they they still do a really good job. But yeah, and then the video kind of or the the you can't really see it. Did you? Is this a body save or did you catch this one? It's uh yeah, it was a body save. I think it was you know, my left thigh. Um, left thigh feels then, uh, good, right? Feels good. Yeah. That first first <laughs> save, first save of the game, a little left thigh action. Yeah. More cutting right, action. Exactly. There it is. So good yeah, hustle by Harold. Yeah. Huge play, huge play. I love these plays so much. So you guys are, mm-hmm. you guys are man down, right? And then this is like the subsequent, that play we just looked at was a penalty. So it's the subsequent mm-hmm. possession. And, you know, when, when they get into like a, I don't know if it's a three, three or maybe like a two, one, two, but like, there's nobody back. So like, that's a great mm-hmm. opportunity to keep that in mind as a goalie that like, if the shot misses the cage, like go, go get it. And then that hustle and boom, win that possession. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's, has that always been a part of your game chasing, chasing out the shots? Yeah, I think so. Um, something that coach Murphy, um, tells us a lot is that like a huge part of, of playing goalie is like making plays out of the cage as well. Um, so, you know, obviously you want to get ground balls and, and just be a part of the clearing game and be a voice. Um, cause that really helps the team. But then I think it, um, he's made a couple, you know, made a point of emphasis that it kind of gets you into the game as well, which I think is, is really true. Um, and then this is also just something that we pride ourselves on is like diving for end lines and, uh, you know, making, making plays for your teammates that, uh, you know, that, that show you want to sell out and that you love them. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And we had a ref, uh, we had Matt Palin on the, on the summit last week. And he was saying like, this is like, it's a really hard call for the official. Like he's, this guy's got a really good angle, you know, but sometimes mm-hmm. the officials are not like in the right angle. And you're like, they're doing this like geometry. And like, if one guy dives and the other guy doesn't dive, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's showing way more effort. And a lot of times you're yeah. going to get that call just because you dove. So mm-hmm. um, do it, dive, dive, dive for loose yeah, balls. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Cool game in the country so not something that happens often great save made there by carol to shut down that five hole that was a great save you got it thank you yeah i love it first of all what is this um the communication there you he was kind of your your 41 was kind of 
sinking in, right? And you're just basically telling mm-hmm. him to 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 get out there. Yeah. So he, um, I think if you if you play back, they had switched this pick. Um, and uh, you know, so our number 14, Chris Connect comes off and chops it. Um, so you know, Pete kind of gets back to the middle. Um, and then I was just kind of telling him that his his guy was floating up and uh was kind of open for a shot. Yeah. And if you see like, so you get in your stance, right? And it looks like like I forget his name, 41 screening you a little bit, right? So what do you do mm-hmm. when when you get screened? It kind of just looks like because it's tough, like you can't move your body position. Cause if you move your body position, you're going to be out of position, right? So you kind of yeah, gotta exactly. just move, move your head a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like um it's exactly that. It's just moving your head because you don't want to uh like if you are trying to adjust your feet, then they're likely shooting it while you're adjusting and then you can't really do much there. Um and then I think um you know 41 peter blake he actually does a pretty good job getting like a a nice skewer in as he shoots it and also um you know takes away his um you know i ended up seeing this over his shoulder but he takes away kind of the near side of the net and you know with the way if he tries to come back or if 26 tries to come back and shoot it near side then pete's going to get a stick there and it's going to deflect away um so i could i you know the way pete approached that i was able to read it and kind of see that he was going more far side Mm-hmm. And, and are you, do you read it low? Because it kind of looks like, you know, the hands are already moving down like before, mm-hmm. before he rips it. Yeah. I read that one low. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that technique, right? So that's, you know, you talked about earlier in your career, maybe your more fundamental step to the ball recovery step, you know, top hand drive straight to the ball. Now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, let me get anything I can. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of like if I freeze it at the moment, you know, your right knee's down, covering up that left knee come or left leg covers up that five hole as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, you end up catching it right in the stick. But be, I mean, even, even if you don't, like you, your body's right there, it's going to hit you right in the chest. Yeah. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Backside. Carroll sees that one, holds on. And now Penn, if they're able to clear, can fit. There we go. Talk about textbook, right? We get we get right right, yeah. into, right into textbook save. Um, talk to me about this play, if you could, if you remember this one. Yeah, so this is uh, you know, number forty-five on their team. Um, he's a huge, you know, huge threat whenever he's on the field, especially playing that top center role on man up. Um, so I think. Um, Kind of just tried to read him, um, you know, read him and beat him a little bit. He obviously obviously shoots the ball very hard, but uh, I'm lucky enough to, uh, you know, number, I don't know if you know, uh, Cam Rubin, number 12 on our team, uh, is an attackman. He, you know, has an absolute rocket. So, um, you know, working with him this in the week, just kind of trying to prepare for the shot and and see as many, um, you know, hard shots as I possibly could from that spot. So I think that uh, that kind of played into it. Um, and then, like, you know, like you said, I think this is probably one of the more, one of the more fundamental saves I have just, just driving the top hand of the ball. Um, so uh, yeah, it was more just reading it, trying to get, trying to get set and just, um, you know, just seeing it. Yeah. Love it. I mean, that, that top hand movement is so direct, right? It's just straight mm-hmm. line, right to the ball. That is, that is so fundamental. And it looks like, I mean, we've got some other things that we talked about too, you know, you kind of adjust your positioning on the arc and then boom, land in that, you know, land in that hop, you're ready to go. And then you're kind of mm-hmm. looking, you know, looking through the traffic, right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see the ball. You gotta see the release. And so you kind of yeah. do what you can there and then bam, make that save, find the outlet. Bam. Did that one, it looks like you're checking your wand at the, at the end of this here. Did that one, uh, 
make a funny noise or something. Yeah, I thought, man, I mean, he, like I said, he shoots ball really hard. So I thought maybe the uh, the top of it had snapped or something. But but thankfully not. Thankfully, I still got the still got that head going. It was all good. All good. I love it. All right. Saw it. Brandau picks it up, shoots that one wide of the cage. Bouncing ball, six seconds left. Great defense. Man, I don't I think I put this one in here just for that great defense, but also um, you know, that kind of this move right here. So, like a lot of times when I teach when I talk to young goalies, it's like they're good at moving, you know, adjacent on the arc, right? They just step and mm. kind of recover. But you have to be able to move to all spots on the arc. And here, like from one spot to any spot on the arc, and here, like you're on the pipe, right? Ball's back left, and they end up throwing it all the way over. And you got to get like right there. And so is that a move mm -hmm. that you can make? Like drop step, open the hips and land and bam, you're right there. Right. And it looks like mm -hmm. he you maybe he thought he was going to shoot. And that's the time I'm going to come up and do my little hop step up and be yeah. in a balanced position. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So you mentioned it that like you want to take, um, especially on like um, wing to wing feeds or like X to a wing feed, you want to take that drop step first um, so you can, Know, kind of reposition yourself and then i think my my hop plays into it pretty well um i forget who who i heard talking about i think i feel like i've heard a lot of pro and college goalies talk about um taking that that drop step in and then and then exploding out so that's kind of just what i tried to do it's something that we we work on a decent amount um and then like you said i kind of try to take away the low angle but luckily uh brendan lavelle is uh you know really good at defense and uh and, and kind of had that takeaway check so yeah. And are you like, when you play goalie, are you a real fiery guy? Cause like when I played and like one of my defenders, you know, yard sailed one of the guys in, in that manner, like I get, I get so pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I end up getting pretty pumped for him here. Um, you know, he's, uh, like he's, uh, I've actually been playing with him since I was like three or four years old, or he's also from around New York and we we're the same grade. Um, so, uh, yeah, I always get fired up when he does something like that, which, uh, which obviously he does pretty often. Love it. All right. A shot. Carroll fights that one off as well. Able to shut it off down low. Yeah, it's just great positioning. That's a, that's so cool to watch the, you know, the on this angle right here, the adjustment of that of that angle. When do you uh decide to move? What what is you what are you looking for when you decide, you know, especially on like a sweep where this guy starts here? He's going to end up shooting right here. At what point mm -hmm. do you like adjust? Well, yeah, I think you kind of, I kind of try to wait as long as possible um, until like, I know that, um, you know, he's going to end up taking an alley runner or he's going to try to get a low angle and not roll back. Um, you know, number 19, James Shipley does a pretty good job, not, um, you know, making the rollback, not really an option and kind of forcing him into a more low angle shot. So um, I'd say once you know that like, the defender is able to sit on the rollback, then you can kind of move over because um, you know it's going to end up being a low angle shot. Mm -hmm. Another body save on this one, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of trying to fight that one off a little bit. <laughs> Love it. Um, cool. Let's. I don't think I have much on that one. Tied. Brandau against Farrar. Big save made by Carroll, and it's kicked out goal there he could have turned that one uh let's go let's go let's go let's skip all the way to the end um i mean just fantastic i'm just gonna gonna let this play here 
<laughs> What's up? What a save. 21 seconds left, Thank right? You. Um, you guys are up by one. What is your mentality? Uh, I want to talk about the mental game as soon as we finish with this, but what is your mentality yeah. going into that? You know, got to make a stop. Um, you know, our offense had kind of kind of been bailing us out all game. And we so we got up 17-16 with, um, I don't know, I think like a – a minute 17 left. Um, and so we brought it in, uh, myself, Peter Blake, Ethan Till, Brent Lavelle, all the guys down low. Um, we brought it in before the face off and we're like, Hey, the, the offense, you know, kind of gave us a shot here. Um, so let's, uh, let's make sure we make a stop here and are, are as dialed in as possible. Um, and I think that that really applies, you know, for both defensemen and goalies, um, you know, don't want to, don't want to give one up here and leave it to, to chance in overtime. Um, so that's kind of just what I was thinking and I'm pretty happy it worked out. Yeah, got to make a stop. Got to make a stop, right? And so, he, I mean, short time, guy catches it, and bam, <laughs> nice. It's like, yeah. you know, just just picked it up, like, just in time, right? Just in time. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk to yeah, me more about this. I thought he had me beat. Really? I, like, in midair, I thought he had me beat because I kind of dipped my hands a little bit. Um, but I, I, I saw it pretty well, um, and BJ got a nice skewer in there. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, saw it and then just, punched my hand as hard as I could to the ball um, exploded pretty high. And then, uh, and then Piper Vaughn did a great job getting the rebound too. So um, I think the, the combination of a good skewer by BJ and, and, you know, the ability to see the ball um, that's what uh, kind of what led to this and uh, obviously a huge win for us. So I was pretty, pretty pumped after. Yeah, absolutely. And that's got, you know, this is one of the, one of the reasons we play, one of the feelings we're going for as lacrosse goalies, right? The yeah. boys just come, come out and mob the goalie. Uh, great, yeah. tra- great tradition. And, uh, that feels good, huh? Yeah, of course. And, you know, you can hear in the background of that, that video, all our, uh, it was our alumni day and all the alums are, uh, you know, right behind the camera guy, you know, just, just cheering and, uh, um, you know, their support us. So it was awesome to have them there. You know, the guys that have really shaped the program. Um, yeah, you see him celebrating right there. There we go. Um, yeah, there we go. So. He told he told me he had to edit edit out a little bit of the audio because there were some choice <laughs> words in there. But we'll give him we'll give him the I'm benefit. Sure. We'll give him the benefit on that one. I'm sure they'd had some adult beverages and were enjoying the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Huge Penn fans. There you go. Uh, well, that was fun, man. That was fun. Thank you for going through that. Uh, yeah, of course. Walking through that. Uh, going back to the mental game, right? Lacrosse goalie's got to be uh, super strong mentally when. Um, you think about mental toughness lessons that you've learned along the way, things that really help you. What, what comes to mind? Yeah, I think, um, you know, like you said, mental, the mental game is, is such a huge part of it. Um, you know, you can have the, have the physical tools, um, and, and be a really solid goalie, but, um, you know, throughout the course of a game, there are things that are going to throughout the course of a game and course of a season, there, there are things that are not going to go your way. So it's really responding to those, um, that is kind of the most important part of the game. And I think that's, that's something I, I still struggle with and, and, you know, still have to to talk to coach Murphy about, um, you know, he, he does a really good job, you know, keeping me um, in check and, and making sure that I'm, uh, you know, kind of on top of my mental game. So that's, uh, that's been pretty helpful, but yeah, it is, it is really important. It can't really be understated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is one of those things like the gym where like, you got to like, constantly go or like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta keep working on it to see progress it's not like you, yeah. you you learn one mental lesson or you read one book and you're like boom i got it like mm-hmm. i'm mentally strong now like that's yeah. not that's not the way it works because you're always going to get mm-hmm. challenged uh especially as a goalie right mentally mm-hmm. and and you know 
being constantly in the in the in the in the way of fire like it's tough it's tough and you got to keep working at yeah. it so yeah but yeah um, i think it's well you have to have like i'm sure it's been said on here before where you kind of have to have that that next shot mentality like the next shot is the most important one because um if you're you know letting yourself get hung up, hung up on previous goals that have gone in whether it be um in practice or in a game it's just gonna kind of affect uh the next save and the way you approach the next shot um so i think you, you know kind of kind of saw that in the in the Yale game where um you know at a certain point it's like I think I you know, ended up under 50 percent in the game and, and probably had a couple I wanted back but um you know at the end of the day it's just always about the next shot and if you're able to kind of reset then uh then it'd be in a pretty good spot yeah do you have a specific routine that you go through when you give up a goal um no not really I'm not really uh like hit the post guy or, or anything like that I think it's more just um talking my uh talking my defense um you know making sure we we figured out um you know what happened on the goal and then um not necessarily like post shot routine but um in huddles and in timeouts um one of our other goalies is a sophomore jake oliver um he like keeps a shot chart throughout the game and mm-hmm. um you know so where they're where the shots are coming from where they're going whether they went in or were saved or just wide um and he kind of does a really good job giving me like um analysis on like you know if they're going to a certain spot or if i'm um you know dip my hands or, or not playing my angles the right way so i think having a guy like that who uh who you know is a fellow goalie and will will be able to see that kind of stuff and then also really support me um is huge and uh you know i think that's you know a huge part of uh you know a huge part of goalie in college is, is having a great goalie room around you um and just each guy supporting the others yeah that's a great point it's a real great point. So he, so he's taken like the the stats, if you will, during the game. And if he sees like three shots coming, you know, from one specific spot on the field, he'll give you like a heads up and a timeout or something like that. Yeah, like if we, yeah, whether it be like a media timeout or, or coach takes a timeout or something, he'll he'll kind of give me that heads up. Um, and yeah, he does a really good job um, with that. And I think he's really, you know, really timely with it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there's you know, against like. Cornell, I kind of got, um, I got shelled a little bit, but you know, he was, you know, always there kind of keeping me, uh, keeping me in the right mindset. Um, and you know, whether it's important to have, whether things are going well or, uh, or they're going poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Having that good goalie room and, and just really encouraging each other and pushing each other, um, you know, it makes the team better, right? It makes obviously yeah, you exactly. as a starter makes you better. Cause you're, you know, when you got, I, I interviewed one goalie and he said like the, the worst uh, year that he had in his career was one where like there was just a couple guys in the goalie room and he was like you know way better than them like he was clearly mm-hmm. this no one was nipping at his heels right but when you got someone nipping at your heels for that role like guess what like you're gonna you're gonna work harder i think yeah exactly i think that's kind of what uh what pat bergenshaw and i had last year a little bit um you know as well as devin varney and, and harrison fellheimer who were goalies last year as well but you know just guys you know pat and i pushing each other it always um you know, I think that that really helped. And, uh, you know, I think if you're as long as you're you're pushing each other, but then you're also, um, you know, you're both striving towards the same goal, like you just wanted to see the team succeed. As long right. as you you keep that at the forefront uh, at the end of the day and you're you're still really good friends. And that's what uh, that's what's most important. Yeah, totally. Awesome. What about um, slumps? Have you ever gone through a slump? And then how did you get out of that? Yeah, I think 
um, just like the nature of the nature of the position is you're going to go through slumps, especially as you, you get older and play more. So um, I'll talk about a, a recent example. So um, you know, two weeks or yeah, two games ago, we played Cornell um, and up given, given up like 18 goals um, did not play well and just wasn't really, wasn't really seeing it. Um, but like, you know, talking to coach Murphy after the game is like, I was just, yeah, I think I just, this week I just needed to see as many shots as I possibly can to kind of be able to put that behind me. Um, Cause you know, it's putting a bad game like that is way easier said than done because like you could just say like, Oh, like it's behind me. I'm going to reset. Um, but at the end of the day, it's always kind of still lingering. So um, I think, you know, attacking the practices that week and and seeing as many shots as possible outside of practice is really important to, uh, to make sure you're, you know, both like physically and mentally reset. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. We're recording this April 5th. You guys got Brown on Saturday, April 8th. Uh, mm -hmm. Finally a non-ranked opponent, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they are I mean, they're very, good. They're good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I mean, you guys team. had played all ranked opponents, at least at the time they were uh, at the time you played them. Right. I know things switch around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, th yeah, I think I saw somewhere we have like the, number one strength of schedule or, or something like that. So I think that's, it's kind of what we've always done is try to play a really hard out of conference mm -hmm. um, schedule. And then obviously the IVs are all really good. So, um, sure. you know, I think that's what, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have it any other way. It's like, it makes every, every single game mean that much more. So um, yes. And then Brown, they just took down, uh, just took down Villanova, um, had a tight game against Princeton. So um, they're going to be going to be a really good opponent and, and, you know, could be ranked by the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be a great game. Do you now going into a game just in general? Are you uh, do you watch a lot of film on the opposing team? Do you like to know the shooters' tendencies, or or does that get in your? Some goalies like that, some goalies don't. What what's your take? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of finding the balance. Like I'll watch um, myself and the other goalies will watch um, film of their shooters with Coach Murphy um, just to like make sure you know if they have any tendencies that we're not missing them. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I'll you know watch that and then watch the uh, watch like the the t the film that we watch with the defense and as a team to just kind of get a, a general sense of their offense overall. But um, yeah, you know I think it's it, finding that balance because like you said, if you I think if you like look too much into it, then you can kind of psych yourself out because at the end of the day, like no no two shots are the same. Um, and each you know you could if you see their tendencies, then then great. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of relying on. Um, you know, relying on doing your best on the goal and everything that you've you know, kind of built yourself as a goalie um, in order to make the saves in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, having too much of the, of that in your head can just, it can, it can mess with your head. Right. And all of yeah. a sudden you're thinking way too much as opposed to just reacting. And, um, and sometimes it can help too. I mean, certainly like knowing where the shots are coming from and knowing mm -hmm. like if, 30s or righty or a lefty or like you know just what he likes to do and I think that really mm -hmm. helps but yeah I mean yeah at the end of the day you know seeing that ball and just just reacting to it I think is 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 the most important thing yeah cool. I agree um I was gonna say so division one uh mid-season all-americans come out and your honorable mention congratulations on that is that thank you I mean, that's awesome. That's a major accomplishment is, for you though. Is that just like, eh, whatever, like let's keep playing. Is that kind of how you approach it? Or, or is there something else you, or something else you, you do to, uh, when that comes out? Yeah, I, th I think it's cool. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, at the time when it came out, we were, we were three and four. So, um, right. you know, it's, it's just gotta, 
just got to keep pushing and, you know, always, always kind of put the team first. So, I mean, all that, all that stuff is cool, but um, at the end of the day, just, just want to win games. I hear you. It is cool. So I'll say congratulations on your behalf and thank you. Thank you for <laughs> thank coming you. on the show, Emmett. Uh, tons of fun chatting with you, going through the saves. Uh, good luck rest of the season. And uh, if you had to leave the goalies out there with the final piece of advice, what would that be? Um, said honestly, just have fun with it. Um, I think people get kind of get too, especially for young goalies, kind of get too caught up in like um, recruiting, um, you know, like thinking about recruiting at a young age or things like that. Honestly, just just remember at the day, at the end of the day, um, it is a, a very fun sport, and and we play it because we love it. So um, always have fun with it, and uh, you know, never uh, kind of never let it get too serious that um, it kind of weighs you down a little bit. So um, yeah, just just have fun with it. Beauty. Emmett, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. That was Emmett Carroll from Penn. Like I said, big dude at six foot three. So if you're a taller goalie, definitely watch Emmett how Emmett plays. Uh, we broke down a ton of saves in that particular podcast or on the video if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, but watch how Emmett plays. Uh like I said, over if you're over six foot and you want to do that wide base, um, I love his style. That hop into this, into his stance to get ready. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. That'll do it this week. Uh, do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this, leave me a five star review if you thought that was valuable. Uh, helps the show grow. Helps the information get into the ears of other lacrosse goalies, and I really appreciate you. Uh, if you are listening to this point in the podcast, thank you so much for being with me for this last hour. Lacrosse goalie se- uh, lacrosse season coming to a wrap. Awesome stuff. It's been so much fun watching these college goalies play so well. So many great moments this season. That'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.